The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Football is back and so is Cash the Ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni every week this fall. That's picks, parlays, and that's sweet, sweet value. Cactus included on all the NFL and college football matchups. Full breakdowns on the biggest games, but if you have a life, you don't have 45 minutes to spare We've got you. We're the most on-demand podcast. We're catered to you and the teams you love. That's Cash the Ticket. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It is time for another edition, a post-game, the day after Christmas edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Yes, show covering your Las Vegas Raiders, your triumphant Las Vegas Raiders. They win on Christmas Day downing the Kansas City Chiefs 20-14. to Huge win for Raider Nation. Huge win for Antonio Pierce. Huge win for the Raiders. And to talk about it, we're here with you on Silver and Black today. Scott Branson, my co-host, is Mr. Mo Moten. He's senior NFL writer at Bleacher Report. Also Raiders columnist at sportsnot.com, where you can also catch my work as well. Mo, boy, I'll tell you what. What an epic display for the Raiders defensively in this game. It, this win had so many, so many underlying stories that were key to this franchise. And we're going to get into the Antonio Pierce. I know that's a big thing, and we're going to talk about that. But we're going to wait to the second segment. The first segment I want to devote really to the game itself, the players who made the game, uh, and, and all of that. All of the things we saw in Kansas City on Christmas Day, because there, there's quite a bit to talk about there. But you look at what this team has been able to do now under Antonio Pierce at 4-3. and three. This win, this is their signature win of the season. They go to Kansas City, a place they have not won since John Gruden was coach in 2020, the infamous victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium. They go in there, and they don't just win. And, and again, there's offensive struggles. We'll talk about it. But the defense of the Raiders from the get-go – from the get-go, it was 1970s Raiders football. Punch you in the mouth. And, and Antonio Pierce told us that in the press conference. And I mentioned it in our last show, that he the only way to stop trick plays, all this stuff, was to punch him in the mouth. Well, the
the Raiders came out defensively, Mo, from the get-go. A struggling Chiefs team doesn't matter. The Raiders set the pace early, didn't they? Absolutely. I think the Raiders had three sacks in the first quarter, first yep. quarter and a half of play. It was clear that the tone was being set early, and Malcolm Koontz and Max Crosby had Patrick Mahomes running around the field all day, and it caused the Chiefs to offense to look very discombobulated. I was on the X while the game was going on early, and I hear the commentators, uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo, and they're kind of asking the question, what's wrong with the Chiefs' offense? What's wrong with the Chiefs' offense? And I, and I push back on it, and I'm like, it's clear what's wrong with the offense. It's the Raiders' defense. We have to give credit to the Raiders' defense. Because a lot of people want to say something is wrong with the Chiefs' offense. And while there's, they have some issues, on Christmas Day, their biggest issue was the Raiders' defense and their pass rush. The coverage on the back end was also pretty solid because there were a bunch of times where Patrick Mahomes had time to throw, but he had no one to throw to. So I think we need to give more credit to this Raiders' defense. I've been trying to to trumpet the defense every week right now they're eighth in scoring going into that game they were ninth in scoring so they're creeping up the rankings but this defense is always has typically played well this season even in the games where the Raiders have struggled to score points now I think you're seeing the extra swagger and confidence that Antonio Pierce brings to that football team and I like what I saw out of Jack Jones a lot of people said Jack Jones shouldn't have stared down Patrick Mahomes on that pick six, and I say, I like that swagger from Jack Jones. Show yes. Patrick Mahomes you're not afraid. Show the Chiefs that you're not afraid of them. If you're the Raiders and you've been punked by the Chiefs for the past three years, as you said, since 2020 week five, you want to show that you're out there and you're you're equals to the Chiefs. Regardless of what the score has said over the past three years, you want to show that you're not going to cower in Patrick Mahomes' greatness. You're going to go out there and, as Antonio Pierce said, punch him in the mouth and win the football game. That's the mentality you need to have against the Chiefs. You can't go, oh, Patrick Mahomes, he's an all-pro quarterback. He has two Super Bowls. No, Patrick Mahomes, you're going to go down. You're going to go down frequently. I believe uh, uh, the patriarch of the Raiders franchise says something like the, the quarterback has to go down. He has to go down hard. So yes. Patrick yeah. Mahomes – Went down plenty of times on Christmas, and that's part of the reason the Chiefs only scored 14 points and why the Raiders won the football game. Well, and Mo, you talked about it too, and I, I loved, I know there were some people that that took issue with Jack Jones not only staring down Mahomes, but then afterwards goes to a Chiefs kid, a kid in, the, in the stands and offers him the football, and then Syke pulls it back and didn't give the kid the football. And there were some people in the wider NFL community, oh, what a dick move and all. It it was very Raider-esque. It was very in, in line with what you're talking about. And I want to say this, too, to your point about not standing back and saying, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. Oh, who cares? Now, you look at since the, since the, since can, two, can, the 2010 yeah. season, the Raiders are 19, or excuse me, are 9 and 19 against the Chiefs. It's been a one-sided rivalry. So how do you change that? You change that by not only going in and beating them at home, which they did, but you do that with the swagger. You do that to say, hey, listen, guess what? Those days are over. The days of you pushing us around, I know it's just one game. Okay, you got to build on that. But I'm just saying, to your point, you have to change the trajectory of what they think of the Raiders. Travis Kelsey's run over the Raiders for 10 years. You saw him throw his helmet in frustration yesterday because of 
the Raiders defense hitting them in the mouth. And and you're absolutely right. I was I was blown away because I know Raider fans get very sensitive with national media about, oh, why are they giving them credit and not us credit and all that kind of stuff. But yesterday it was absolutely true, and you called it out. You have Nance and Romo, and they are, well, what's wrong with the Chiefs? What's wrong with the Chiefs? No, you got to give credit to the Raider defense who continues to get better and better. You talked about it, top eight in scoring now. And overall, as the game progressed, of course, I saw I thought Tony Romo did a better job of talking about how the Raiders' young defensive backs were killing it yesterday. And you could talk about the Chiefs' lack of wide receiving. didn't matter. The coverage was great. Why couldn't Patrick Mahomes throw the ball? Because the coverage was so good. Two things, Scott. So the whole Jack Jones pulling the ball away from the kid, If you, I follow Jack Jones, who is President Jack with two Cs on the, the X. And he yeah. answered... He answered. He said, I didn't snatch the ball from the kid. It was from the black dude who tried to take it, watch uh-huh. it again, lollipop. So this is another case of you see something on social Narrative. media. It's not exactly what you see. Yeah. Uh, people were saying, oh, he, you know, it was a jerk move for him to do. And some people laughed. I didn't comment on it because remember the Devontae Adams shove to the, I believe it was a photographer. photographer. Early yep. in the season, a lot yep. of people were like, oh, he looked Devontae Adams shoving a photographer, and you see the video again. It turns out that, that the guy crossed paths in front of him. Um, so maybe that was last year. Maybe last that was year. last year. Yep. It was last yep. year. And I think it was um might have been after a big game uh that they lost. But anyway, it was they lost, but I think it was in Kansas City too. It was in Kansas City. It yeah. was in Kansas City. I, I yes, was gonna was. say that. But yeah, if you watch that video again, you'll see that the guy crosses in front of Devontae Adams. He didn't shove him. <laughs> so in this video, after watching it again with Jack Jones, you see a guy behind the kid reaching. So I'm watching the video right now on my phone. You yeah. see a guy reaching for the ball behind the kid as Jack Jones is going to give the ball to the kid, and he pulls it back. So for the people out there saying, oh, Jack Jones is a jerk, and this is why he was dismissed in college because he has some issues off the field. This is another sign of that. Pump your brakes. He was pulling it back from a grown man who was trying to snatch the ball away from a kid, but that's besides the point. Going back to the actual game. But Mo, I real think, quick though, even if he had done it to the kid, I thought it would have been funny. I know. I know. I think people just on <laughs> social media just want something to complain about. Like that's they true. want they want to say, Oh, the, the, look at these raiders, these, you know, these renegade raiders being jerks Good. again. And I say, look. Watching the Raiders in, in the early 90s, which, you know, which I did frequently when I could in New York City, I like that renegade attitude. I like the fact that they're not going to apologize for some of the things that they do. I like the fact that they have that swagger and attitude. And as you said, that's what Antonio Pierce said is Raider football. I believe it was our friend Q Myers who asked the question to Antonio Pierce, what exactly is Raider football? Mm-hmm. And he talked about physicality. He also called it violence in the post-game uh, speech that he had on Monday. But he also said, you know, it's a team that that has some swagger. And as I said, Raiders defense has played well all year. Now they have extra swagger. So now I think that that's translating to the field where you're seeing more players. The Raiders have two big man touchdowns. John Jenkins against the Chargers. Blau Nichols against the Chiefs. Two big man tutties. Jack Jones with two pick sixes in back-to-back weeks. I believe he's the first player in, in decades to do that. And then you have it, then you have other players stepping up. And to your point, a lot of people, when they talk about the Raiders defense, they can't talk about anything other than Max Crosby. Oh, it's just Max Crosby and a bunch of other dudes. No, it's Robert Spillane making plays. It's Nate Hobbs stopping a touchdown in the end zone 
uh, pass to Rasheed Rice that shuts down a Chiefs drive deep in Raiders territory. No, it's Jack, Jack Jones getting two pick sixes. No, it's Bilal Nichols and John Jenkins in the defensive line leaving their impression, leaving their mark on the Chiefs defensive line. It's Malcolm Koontz making a significant leap in his third year. It's a lot of players. It's not just Mac, Mac uh, Crosby anymore. Yeah, and let's talk. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk about Malcolm Kuntz, Mo, because it's a remarkable story. I mean, the way he's come now, he's played well all season. I will say that. But over the last five games, six games, maybe seven games since since Pierce took over, um, he has really come into his own. And, and it's interesting because as you see – the Raiders under McDaniels and Ziegler went out and got Tyree Wilson in the draft. They felt they needed that other bookend. They thought he would be that bookend. Wilson's still developing and and doing that hybrid role inside-outside. But Malcolm Kuntz has kind of solved that problem really quickly here for the Raiders. I mean, he was after Mahomes all day long, pressuring him in his face. And, and he is a man. And I, I said this. I think we went back to... Right after Pierce took over, they won the two games. And it was all about confidence, right? Building confidence with young players. Not so much that you're a playoff team, but as you get guys to build confidence, it's easier. They play looser. They play more to their ability. And I think Malcolm Kuntz is the perfect example of a guy who, given the opportunity, let loose, built confidence, and now you see where he's at. Yeah, I believe he's at seven sacks and seven tackles for a loss right seven now. Seven sacks. Amazing. So th- he had his he had his best game. I, mean, I thought he had his best game the previous week. Turns out <laughs> he breaks out for three sacks. He believes he's one of four Raiders to have at least three sacks against the Chiefs. Howie Long is on that list. Tommy Kelly's on that list. Cameron Wimbley is on that list. And Malcolm Coombs etched his name in, in a big breakout game. I said it during my Bleacher Report Live. If you were to give out game balls for this game, Jack Jones would get one. Blau Nichols would get one, and definitely Malcolm Kuntz would get one. And and I think Evan Grote, our friend over at uh, SportsNot, said that it's very clear that Malcolm Kuntz is now the wingman for for uh, Max Crosby. No disrespect to Tyree Wilson. I think Tyree Wilson, you can have him on the inside and have Malcolm Kuntz and Max Crosby on the outside and have all three guys on the field at the same time. Even on my, my, my Bleach Report Live, someone said Malcolm Kuntz should get an extension, and maybe that sounds you know, you know, like a wild idea because he is young. But I will say this, if Malcolm Coons balls out again in 2024, his price is only going to go up because oh, next yes. year he's going into a contract year. So that's yes. maybe something the Raiders consider to keep the price down so they don't have to pay an astronomical salary to him after the 2024 season if he continues to grow. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders give him an extension after this year, assuming he finishes out strong. Yeah, and I, you don't have to make it. I mean, you could do a. He's he's a young player. You could do a three year extension right on right. the end of that, right. and it doesn't give you too much exposure. Where if he doesn't pan out, which I don't think so, I think I think Malcolm Kuntz has shown every bit 
that he is the real deal. And to your point, at the defensive end position, it's a premium position. So the price is just going to continue to go up. And yep. so f- to the, for them to lock it in, a great, great point by Evan and by you there. Um, you look at also, too, the performances of uh, Divine Diablo. Robert Spillane continues to do well. You talked about Nate Hobbs put up huge numbers, had one penalty, didn't matter. He made up for it. And that's what I like about this defense that I saw against the Chiefs. Everybody sort of, I thought, in watching the response in social media with Raider Nation, everybody was kind of waiting for that to collapse, for this defense to get tired. And I even posted, I said, listen, what's remarkable is this, the offense, which we'll talk about in a second, offense couldn't do anything other than rush the ball. Of course, we have to talk about Zamir White in a bit, but they could not move the ball. They could not score. And... We've seen it before. When that happens to the Raiders, this defense would get tired naturally. Not because they couldn't do well. It's just when you're on the field that long, it's natural. But I will tell you, this idea that Antonio Pierce, and you got a credit for him, and some people made fun of it, and I even kind of was like, well, I don't get this. This idea of focusing on the second half and finishing strong and the focus on the defense finishing strong, the conditioning that they do. Because this defense, Mo. Towards the end of the game, everybody was kind of worried. Oh, boy, is this now? They went down, they scored the touchdown on the Raiders, the Chiefs did. And you're like, oh, boy, now it's a one-score game. And the defense stepped right back up. They did not relent. We've seen first half of the season, that's not what would have happened, would it? No, that would have been the start of a collapse. And I think that's what a lot of Raiders fans were waiting for. Once the Chiefs went down and scored and it was 20-14, to a lot of fans, and I saw it on my timeline, a lot of fans are saying, oh, here we go. The Chiefs are going to come back. They're going to win 21-20. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is going to be crowned the greatest quarterback ever because he has another game-winning comeback drive. And it didn't happen. Raiders defense shut it down real quick. And as I said, I, I think that goes to the mentality that Pierce is bringing to that locker room, right? So typically, I think under Josh McDaniels, that team would have been like, here we go again. Because we've seen this team collapse under Josh McDaniels. Now with Antonio Pierce, it's more like we have to believe we can win this football game. Forget what happened in the past. We we believe we're better than that other team. I believe Amik Robertson said we have more dogs than the Chiefs do on their team. And I think it was Vinny Bonsignor who asked him again about that comment. And he was like, we simply just have more dogs than they do. And I made a comment on the X that uh, when Jack Jones had that pick six and a lot of people said, don't poke the bear who is Patrick Mahomes. I said, well, the Raiders have a pack of dogs that took down the bear on Christmas Day. And I think that that it, it's not everything. Having the swagger mentality is not everything because you still have to make plays, but it's a big part of it. And anything you do, I even outside of football, you and I doing this, whether you're a writer, whether you're out there in the professional world at an, at an office, Part of your performance and part of you being able to do the best that you can do is having the confidence that you can do it. Because if you don't, if you lack the confidence, chances are you aren't going to get the results. And the Raiders clearly have the confidence right now and they're getting the results. Right. And and all this idea, and you said it earlier, and we'll close out the segment with this a little bit. All this idea that you somehow have to be deferential to Patrick Mahomes because he happens to be, and I still believe he is the most talented quarterback in the league, is BS. It's BS. You don't have to do anything. It's This is a game where you have to get competitive edge. So, so you talk about confidence, but you also have to mentally break down the, the opponent. 
It's not just physical. It's mental, too. So Jack Jones with the pick six, knowing Patrick Mahomes over the last couple weeks, those guys knew. The Raiders knew. They've seen what the Chiefs have been doing. They saw Patrick Mahomes frustrated on the sideline, yelling, screaming, press conferences, blah, blah. He knows. So when you get an opportunity to rub it in and get a, a, get a mental advantage, you do it. And guess what? It worked. It worked. So the people who don't like it are, are those who are, are, aren't going to like any outcome unless it was the outcome they wanted, which in that case probably was the Chiefs winning. The, the other people that won't like it don't understand Raider football. <laughs> because I, like I Good said, point. I grew, I, I grew up on, you know, watching the Raiders do things like that, and and again, not apologize for it, and being unabashedly confident and brash. That's Raider, that's part of Raider football, and again, Absolutely. that's and that's why a lot of fans like Antonio Pierce so much because he brings back that brand of football that, that Raider fans, a lot of Raider fans, miss so much. The autumn wind, my friends, swaggering boisterously. Yes. Not swaggering with respect. Swaggering right. Boisterously. <laughs> boisterously. Exactly. exactly. That's what Raider football is. Absolutely. Well said. All right. We're going to close out this first segment of Silver and Black today, the post-Christmas edition. By the way, I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas as I did. So thank you so much uh, for the wishes over the holiday. And we're back to football. We're back to talking Raider football. When we come back, we're going to talk about Coach Pierce. Gee, that story, is that anything anybody wants to talk about? We'll talk about that a little bit. We'll also talk about the offense as part of that story, too, because yesterday was not a good day for the Raiders offense, with the exception of Zamir White, who has now put together two games, maybe answered some questions we had, whether or not he could be RB2, perhaps RB1, if Josh Jacobs isn't back next year. We'll talk about all of that when we return here to Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Don't go anywhere. All right. Good segment. 